presence. And I just had this, this kind of this overwhelming sense of God's spirit saying, Jordan, imagine what we could do if you lived with both feet in. Welcome to The Brave Place, where we journey into the lives of brave men and women who have beat the odds or who are in the trenches right now. Difference makers who have truly discovered the warrior that lives within and are living it out. This is the place that will inspire, encourage, enlighten, and challenge that brave person that lives deep down within all of us. Hey, this is Christy, and thank you for tuning in once again to The Brave Place. Every now and then, we have an opportunity to connect with an artist here on The Brave Place and hear their brave stories, too. We call it The Artist Connection, and today we're connecting with Jordan St. Cyr. You may know him by his songs Fires, Rescue, uh, Weary Traveler. Well, I had a chance to sit down with him not too long ago, and I think you'll enjoy this conversation. Take a listen. I am hanging out with the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Jordan Saints here. Man, what's up? Oh, you know, it's just so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you bet. Well, thanks for hanging out here at the Brave Place. And I think this is the perfect spot for you because you definitely have a brave story. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today. So our listeners, they probably know you from your hit songs. You got Fires, Weary Traveler, Rescue, all phenomenal songs, which you wrote. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely our story woven in there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I wanted to kind of know, did you know growing up in Canada, by the way, eh? (laughs) so, you know, I have to throw that in there. Absolutely. So when you were a little guy, little Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little LJ. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little LJ. So when you were what, five, six, seven, how did you know you could even sing? I mean, your voice is awesome. It's got this Thank like kind of raspy, kind of yeah. cool sound to it. Like, how did you know that, oh my goodness, I can actually sing? Um, it wasn't until I was probably 14, 15 when really? I was affirmed in that. Like I, my dad, uh, you know, singer, songwriter, musician growing up, both my brothers were musical very early on and there was always music on in the house. And then of okay. course, church, you know, my okay. dad was a worship pastor, led us in worship all the time. And so I was always humming, singing and, but more so from the point of view, especially in church, it was, was what we did. You go to church, you sing, but it wasn't until I was 14, 15 where my, you know, one of my youth leaders kind of pulled me out of the pack and said, Hey, do you want to lead us? Do you want to lead our youth group? And I was, you know, equally terrified and equally up for the challenge. Mm. And so, uh, my competitive nature kind of rose and uh, I started playing guitar in my room three, four hours a night, just singing these songs, trying to get better. And, uh, really it was just, I think God's way of instilling in me a desire for a relationship with him. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was the season where my faith became my own. And again, it started with that seed of just the hunger for the heart of worship mm-hmm. in the private times when I could play these chords and I could sing these melodies and I was doing it unto the Lord with just this pure childlike heart. So, um, you know, speaking of the heart of worship, that song alone just really resonates with me even to this day to remember about the things that matter most. And it's like stages are cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are cool, mm-hmm. but it's not really the thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think if we can get back to what matters, sometimes God will allow us to speak to those larger crowds, I think in a way that will not corrupt us. So, I love that. Yeah. So take me on a, a quick journey. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but just how you went from that 15 year old kid yeah. who just was playing from a pure heart yeah. to the guy that I'm sitting here with today, <laughs> okay. who is now once lived in Canada, 
now lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and is traveling the country and yeah. e- even the world, yeah. performing and playing music for the Lord and leading thousands in worship, not just even in person on a stage, but through your lyrics, through radio stations all over. Right. So the impact of that, I mean, these are songs that you've written that mm-hmm. have brought hope. And we're going to get to those. The main songs I want to talk about are, are Fires and Weary yeah. Traveler and Rescue. Yeah. But the lyrics of those songs and how they've just influenced so many people. So how did you get from 15-year-old guy yeah. to, you know, the guy you are today? I mean, I just, the short of it all is just, mm-hmm. I just kept going. I just mm-hmm. kept playing. Um, you know, started off in youth group, played in church, eventually put out a, a solo record that was just uh, me and my guitar. You know, super simple. And uh, then I, I started this rock band with my brothers. So two of my brothers and we, uh, we played this really, really heavy rock music. Kind no of way. LA rock, like Motley Crue. Did you have like long hair? Uh, I had like purple black hair, <laughs> you know, we That's had the black, awesome. the black okay. eyeliner, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just this amazing season of me getting to understand my brothers, them getting to understand me. And now we have this beautiful relationship. You know, the band didn't really do much, but it really was God just using that you know, that medium of music to bring us together. Uh, after that six year stint, I put out a couple more singer songwriter albums that kind of lived more in like, you know, clubs, bars, coffee shops kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then uh, I toured this one album that I put out and one of my stops was a Christian college. And it was kind of this defining moment where I started playing uh, my own songs. Then I did a set of worship played for like two hours, really connected with the audience. And I just had this, this kind of this overwhelming sense of God's spirit saying, Jordan, imagine what we could do if you lived with both feet in. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's not that I was running from God. Like this whole time while I was playing my own music, I was leading worship in church. Yeah. You know, we'd play a 1am bar show and then go play at seven in the morning, you know, okay. and lead worship. Okay. I was not running, but I think there was still a sense of pride that was at work mm. in my heart because like God makes us all different. But for mm-hmm. me, Personally, I knew since I was a child that there's nothing more powerful than singing the name of Jesus. And so it was still three years after that moment in that Christian college, uh, God giving me this message of both feet in before I kind of like, okay, God, I'm going to write music that the world would call Christian music. I call it just, you know, this is my, my personal private times mm-hmm. and I'm going to put these songs out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so did that for a handful of years in Canada, built a following, uh, won some awards, got on some radio, and that helped me get a work visa and start working in the U.S. and start work with some you know incredible people in town. And uh, then I wrote Fires in 2018, and that kind of kicked off the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, you got married. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then you brought along four little mini Jordans. Oh, like my gosh. Two yeah. guys, two little dudes and two little girls. The sweetest thing. And, uh-huh. and I do. I want to talk about that because I know your song Fires was actually written before. That's right. You went through the struggle. So I don't want to spoil it here because I yeah. want you to tell the story. So tell me a little bit about when you moved to the U.S. I know it was a, not an easy start. And right. and then and you had your daughter. Yeah. OK, so just kind of take us through that. And I, I love how. You wrote the song Fires, which here, I do have some lyrics here. It says, I remember how you told me that life may not be easy and everything that I need, you've already given me. Yeah. I remember how you told me I can trust you completely. So why am I doubting when you prove that you'd fight for me? You've walked me through fires, pulled me through flames. If you're in this with me, I won't be afraid. So 
you wrote those lyrics before probably some of the biggest trials, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So tell me how that all played out and when you moved to Nashville and just how it all started and it was set up and then how that song came in in for you. Like you wrote it almost like as this worship song to the Lord and then he really turned around and blessed you back with yeah. it, right? Yeah, it was almost prophetic for me and my family. We, uh, my co-writers and I, we wrote this song inspired by another man's story who needed a miracle. Like mm. he needed God to step in. He was about to lose his house. God stepped in. The body of Christ surrounded this man and they were able to save his house and really help his family. Um, so I wrote this song of God's faithfulness inspired by this testimony. And really God was setting up me and my wife and our kids for the next chapter. So six months after I wrote that song, my little girl, Emery, was born. Emery mm. was born with a brain condition, um, an overgrowth of blood vessels, causing seizure activity, high risk of stroke, blood clotting. Uh, she has weakness in the right side of her body. Um, and uh, it was, we had only known healthy kids, right? Our other three kids just born, no, no issues. And then Emory comes along and just flips our world upside down. And, uh, you know, we were in the hospital every other day for that first year, doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. specialists, mm -hmm. you know, um, it was, it was just, it was insane. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other word to say it. Um, no amount of money, no amount of human relationship that we knew could solve this problem. And so it was really just, again, the spirit, mm -hmm. you know, asking of us, you know, Jordan, Heather, Am I still as faithful mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. as you sung about that you believed I was? And we had to sit with that. We had to wrestle with that. We had to doubt that for a moment. And, and as we allowed this to play out, we gave it time. We realized that this season was God revealing himself in a deeper way. He was more faithful than we knew. He was, he was more good than we knew before. Mm -hmm. And so um, our little girl now, she's, you know, four and a half years old. Mm -hmm. There's still challenges, things we're walking mm -hmm. through, but she learned how to ride her bike and mm -hmm. she is in preschool. Things we never thought, like we didn't know if we would get a break. You know yeah. what I mean? We yeah. didn't know. And I know there are people out there that haven't got that break, mm -hmm. you know? And so what we've kind of believed, if God hasn't pulled us out, if that God of miracles, who could provide us that miracle has not pulled us out, his desire is to pull us through mm -hmm. and, and to teach us something mm -hmm. through that. So hold on to him, dig in with him. And that's really what the song's about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's powerful. Yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed just in your music videos, which whenever I have watched each of your videos yeah. for, for the three songs we mentioned, Every single time it's, I get super emotional, mm. but how, whoever directed them, right. <laughs> produced them, it's just powerful scenes Yeah, and, and in fires, the, the little boy coming and he opens up that Bible and it's got the camera in it That's right. and, and he takes pictures. Like I, even just talking about it, it makes me emotional because it's like the sweetest scenes of him taking pictures of people in their real life moments. Yeah. That's right. Can you just tell me the background of that? video. Yeah. The little boy to me almost represents the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, who is capturing moments of us, what we feel is at our weakest, but really he's there to then reveal to it to us later that this was, you may have felt weakest, but I was strongest in this moment. And the lowest part of your story, I will reveal to you as the highlight of your testimony. And yeah. so at the end of the video, I take the picture of my little girl and I pin it to that red string, which to me really represents the promise of God. Yeah. And it's just, it's an act of surrender saying, God, my circumstances really suck mm -hmm. right now. There's no way else to say that. Um, but even in that, I believe that you're the only one mm 
-hmm. You're the only one that can Mm -hmm. help me through this. Mm -hmm. And so I am giving her to you future, Mm -hmm. uh, our family's future. It's all yours. Mm -hmm. Do, do what you do best. No, that's powerful. And I I did want to ask you if those characters in that um, video, because at the end it talks about one was a drug dealer yeah. and he's found the Lord and, and the, the woman who str- has struggled with anxiety. And yeah. so are, are those real people? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the, the, the lady was a, a good friend of one of my team members. Uh, she's a nurse, you know, so nurses go through so much trauma every day. You know, uh, the man that was incarcerated had really gone to prison. These are people that we knew who had gone through hard stuff. We didn't Mm -hmm. want actors. Yeah. We wanted people and just to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's something, I think when we're honest and we're vulnerable, Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the power is. Absolutely. Okay. Well, weary traveler. Yeah. You say beat down from the storms that you have weathered. Feels like the road just might go on forever. Carry on. Yeah. That is such a hopeful anthem for so many. And just being at the radio station, we get so many calls about that song. Can you please just play Mm. Weary Traveler? Yeah. Because it just encourages the heart so much. And so with that song and then also Rescue, where you say, okay, I've been desperate, cried those loud prayers like Job on his knees saying, Lord, I need more than a little help. Okay. We've all been there too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been surrounded, felt fear on all sides, like Daniel and the lion's den. I know when I fight, I don't fight by myself. So just with those lyrics right there, just singing to the Lord, can you just tell me a little bit of a background on those songs? Um, the honesty is what moves me the most. You're so transparent in your lyrics. So Well, they come from real places. Mm-hmm. You know, Weary Traveler was written at the height of the pandemic. We didn't know uh, where the light was coming in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We didn't know when this whole thing was going to end. And so we really just wanted to write a song of comfort, mm-hmm. write a song for people that, you know, maybe weren't as rooted mm-hmm. or maybe they were, and it's still scary. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me personally, the Weary Traveler is my wife. Uh, I was starting to to book shows and get on the road and there's nothing that hits harder that hits a mother's heart harder, you know what I mean? Than the circumstance of their child, you know, I, it hit me as a father, don't get me wrong, but watching my wife suffer through that, mm-hmm. um, was awful. Mm-hmm. It really is. And watching people suffer through the pandemic, mm-hmm. it really was awful. Um, and so, uh, that was just, again, just, uh, hopefully to plant a seed of God's faithfulness in people's hearts in a, in a new way. Um, and then rescue was a song written out of, uh, you know, a couple weeks where it just, we just got pummeled. This was a year and a half after Emery was born. She was in for a routine eye checkup. And all of a sudden the doctor's like, Hey, you're going to need some pretty invasive eye surgery. And so my wife calls me, gives me the news. Um, you know, we talk for a bit and she's like, okay, well, let me just get home and we'll talk more gets in the car drives five minutes down the road, black smoke, just, you know, coming out of the front, front hood of the car. She finds a mechanic, you know, around the block. I don't know how, but at this point with the weight of Emery, the weight of the car, she walks in, she can barely speak a word, hands the mechanic the keys. And he's like, yes, ma'am, I got you. We'll take Aww. care of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, She's just like, I'm done. I got, I got nothing. nothing left. Yeah. Nothing left. Um, so about three, four hours, she gets home and, uh, it was my job to take care of the other three kids. And our oldest girl, Willa broke her leg on the trampoline. Oh man. And so that was, that was it. All in the same day. All in the same day. She's coming home from the hospital. I'm heading out. Uh, three days later, uh, 
my record label called. This is a record label. We had started working on fires. We were ready to release it, this label and myself. And I got a call and they said, Hey, Jordan, we can no longer be a record label anymore. Mm-mm. You know, something I like, this is something I'd been working for my entire life and everything just came crashing down. That was a, that was an awful day. But three days after that, our little girl was back in the hospital with seizures for three days. Um, this, this process of them pumping her full of drugs, um, trying to really balance her out, get the seizures uh, to stop mm-hmm. uh, was awful. It was the worst thing, uh, maybe even worse than, than getting the diagnosis. Uh, this, this little girl was, you know, the sweetest angel. And two seconds later, she was a uh, raging, you know, just yeah. uh, full on raging. Her body didn't know how to handle mm-hmm. all these drugs. And so three days of that, and we just felt we were done. We were so spent. Um, finally, after three days, the doctors get her, uh, kind of back to her baseline. They release us. We get back in that same car and on the way home, it breaks down again. No. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, she's exhibiting signs of a panic attack and she just kind of puts these words out. She just says, not today, (laughs) Satan. And if you know my wife and you know, we growing up, like we never put a lot of stock into the spiritual warfare aspect Mm -hmm. until this moment mm-hmm. where it just felt like, okay, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. This is just, yeah. This is never ending. What in the world is yeah, happening? Every, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, everything that mattered most to us, yeah. our, our faith, our family, our dreams were being completely destroyed. Um, so, uh, my sister-in-law comes, picks us up and takes us home. She orders us pizza for dinner. We're just like, thank you. <laughs> and two hours after that, we each, all of us have food poisoning. No, each, each this one. is so unbelievable. This is, this is ridiculous. And so the, the kind of the, the final nail in the coffin was my oldest who fell asleep on the living room couch had what's called a fever induced delirium. And so, uh, basically he would sit up. He's totally asleep through this whole thing. He sits up, turns his body, faces his mother and I opens his eyes, proceeds to smile and laugh at us like the Joker from Batman, no. like chuckles. What in the world? And then he rolls over and goes back to sleep and he did it again. He did it twice. And it it was, there was such an eerie presence, you know, again, not trying to over spiritualize it, not trying to, you know, but also not trying to make light of it. Like, yeah. Like we are being spiritually attacked in a big way. Oh yeah. 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 We are being, you know, it just felt like there was a presence in the room that was my, it was so dark. And uh, really the song rescue is about inspired by this story, but it's the seeds that were planted with Jesus, you know, that my wife and I had, had really done a lot of work on the front end. Mm -hmm. So by the time we hit this valley, this real low point, we found those seeds began to blossom. You know, they're, they're really what carried us through this Mm -hmm. time. And now, now we're sharing the story two and a half years later because Mm -hmm. we can laugh at it. You know what I mean? And, uh, we didn't want to over emotionalize it because we all go through this stuff, yeah. you know, but it's a, it's a prevalent story because I think the greater witness that the world needs to see is where we stand mm. when the storms come. Not that we have a God that just pulls us out. Here's your miracle, Jordan. You guys are set free. We knew early on with our little girl that God had a different plan. And the, the whole deal is that it's the promise of Jesus that holds true. That is at the crux of our faith. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, in the good times, his promise is true. In the bad times, his promise is Mm -hmm. true. Uncertainty, fear, all of that. We have him and it's his presence that is our rescue. Mm -hmm. Amen. Last question. Yeah. There's a listener right now who is weary. Okay. 
Okay. Who needs rescued? Yeah. Okay. Walking through the fire. Yeah. Okay. In one sentence, maybe two, what would you say to that person who is just hanging on and looking for some word of hope? Yeah. I think it's vitally important that we as believers um, gain some heavenly perspective in our lives, knowing that tomorrow is not promised and we are but a vapor. Dig into the word and where it talks about eternity and the promise that God has for us uh, in the next life, because I think that promise inspires us in this life. Amen. Jordan, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And you are definitely a brave guy (laughs) from Canada. Come on. on. To walk into America with all the Canadian stereotypes, I am definitely a brave guy. Yes, you are, eh? That's right. (laughs) What a fun and rich conversation. Our artist connection with Jordan St. Cyr. Thanks again for hanging out with us. That wraps up another episode of The Brave Place. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard, you can always shoot me an email to christy at klrc.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoy listening to The Brave Place, I'd love for you to rate The Brave Place. Leave a comment. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps us continue spreading these brave stories throughout the world. And thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. And until next time, have a brave day. Thanks for listening to The Brave Place, part of the KLRC Podcast Network. 